All right, welcome back. This is Danita Young, your host for the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast. It is May 2021, and today's episode is called The Three Ways to Overcome Trauma and Fear from 2020. Welcome to the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast with me, Danita Young, where my passion is helping women step into their most powerful self by changing your mind into the right knowledge about food, your body with the right workouts that actually create results, and your life with a boost of confidence into your lifelong transformation. I absolutely love doing this, and I have helped hundreds of thousands of women, and my goal is that I can add some value and contribute into your life today. And today we've got Maddie Mackey. She is the owner of Rise Above Yoga. She's a trauma recovery coach. She's also trauma-informed educator, and she's a certified yoga instructor. She's based in California. Welcome, Maddie, to the call. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And it's great to be able to connect with other women that are really about supporting others around them, giving value to the world to then get that reciprocated back to them. And it really is. It's been a really beautiful, um, uh, just like an intro call with her right before this, where her and I feel very connected. And again, you know that this podcast is all about giving you something today that you can leave with to really take with you into your day, your week, your month, or whatever that is. So um, let's just dive right into it. The first question I have for you, Maddie, is when you you say you're a trauma recovery coach, I'm sure a lot of people are like, how did you get there? Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So I will always say that I have experienced quite a bit of trauma in my earlier years. And trauma-informed just means that we approach the world with the mindset that everybody has experienced trauma in some way, shape, or form. So for me to realize the trauma that I had experienced was severely impacting my life, my financial abundance, my ability to show up in my business, my ability to show up in relationships and family. I was like, there has to be another way besides the Western medication way, besides this, you know, everyday therapy way that just didn't feel like it was working. So that's where I started to educate myself in Eastern practices and Eastern therapies. And I started seeing huge results, focusing on my inner child and focusing on my ancestors and focusing on trauma that was even bigger than just my life and what I had experienced. And once I got to be in that collective knowing that like, hey, I'm the same as everyone else. We've all been hurt. We've all gone through some really like jacked up stuff, you know, and there's nothing we can do about those things except look forward at the future and create a better future. And so once I started implementing these Eastern practices into my life and seeing them work and seeing like, guess what? Like I was in jail. I was doing some pretty crazy things back in the day. I was like this stereotypical traumatized girl in high school, you know, like I was that girl and I did not like her at all. But now when I think about her, I love her. And I'm like, wow, like she went through so much. She healed so much. Like I see who I am now and I have so much love for her because I've reminded her it's okay that you went through all that. And, you know, I have recovered and I'm all, it's a, it's a lifelong process, you know, but I can, I don't look at the past with so much pain anymore. It's a really beautiful thing to look at now. And that's why I do what I do and how I got into it. 
Wow. Um, that's um, awesome. And you know, um, the, the listeners obviously know that I'm not shy about mine. And what's so cool is Maddie was like, you know what, I'm not shy about mine either. I'm an open book. And I think that's really so important, especially in this day and age, as we have social media that just shows that surface level. And today I really want to open it up for the listeners to dive in with this. I want you to, um, as you, as, as I'm going to really open Maddie up and open myself up and we're going to be vulnerable with you so we can really show you that this is work that needs to be done. Life is not surface. And the more that we start to, to get in deeper to ourselves and look at this self-love that Maddie's expressing. And that's a lot of our viewers don't have that really deep, raw, pure self-love. And that affects so many things around them, their relationships, the way that they think about themselves, their career. It literally was, it's, it's a ripple effect. And, um, so just hearing that like, wow, you've, you've overcome so much. Um, so, you know, what comes up for me, Maddie is, can you tell us a little bit more about a story that maybe was one of your darkest times that brought you to such this beautiful light? Like I see nothing but just pure light and bliss coming from you. Like what, what really had you overcome this? Maybe speaking to somebody that's not in, in such a blissful moment, maybe in their life. Absolutely. I mean, the jail story was just like the cherry on the Sunday, you know, because that was rock bottom, if you will, at that time in my life, like I was partying, I was drinking, I was using a lot of drugs, party drugs. Like, you know, I was just this college girl, just having a good time, going to all the parties. And I wasn't even 21 at this time. So I was exposed to this stuff very early on. And, you know, I'm just trying to get through college and I was just going out peer pressure, like doing what everybody else was doing this yoga teacher training was kind of like up in this, you know, maybe situation for me, but it was really expensive and it was easier to just keep partying. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to put the deposit down. I'm going to ask my mom for help. So I put the deposit down. Then I was like going to go party like a few more times before I, you know, sold my life to yoga. <laughs> and then that night I actually made, we went go-kart driving and I'm a huge talker about manifesting and stuff and I joked with my friends about how we were going to drink before we went go-karting and I was going to get a DUI that night and then guess who ends up in jail with a DUI that night this girl and I'm like in my cute outfit in jail like like oh my god like I am not supposed to be here you know I'm just like this is insane and then I'm like asking the other people there I'm like what am I supposed to do right now like I'm I was like, I don't even know who to call. It's three in the morning. So they're like, call Aladdin bail bonds. And I was like, okay. So I call them and then I call my dad and, you know, we go, we get through that process, but I lost my license for a year. I was in a ton of financial, you know, payment plans and stuff to work that off. And then I got to go to this yoga teacher training where I basically got my ass handed to me where they were like, Hey, now here's 30 days straight where you're going to do a lot of inner work. You're going to bike here, or take the trolley here every day. Cause you don't even have an opportunity to drive. And you're gonna I also threw my back out in the training like my body like I went through this like whew, major physical upgrade and I mean if you've been through a yoga training or any kind of like physical or holistic training you know when you come out of those and you've done the work you are like raw like powerful and I mean to know that it was like it I mean let's just say that year alone of 2015 and prior to that like that's when I did the yoga teacher training and finished in 2015, like that year, the transformation I made, it was 
mind blowing to see where I had been and where I ended up. And that was just my first yoga training six, seven years ago now. And to know that I was able to get the willpower to do that, I believe anyone can source that within themselves. Because if you're at rock bottom, you have no choice but to like crawl your way out of there. And you know when you're there. Yeah, they say the breakdown to get through the breakthrough. Yes, exactly. And I'm all about feeling is healing. Like if I kept blocking it out, kept numbing out, kept, you know, building walls, kept hanging out with people who didn't give a crap that I was in jail, didn't give a crap. They kept eating their in and out. They were having it like they just went on with their life. Nobody cared. And then I was like, oh, my God, the people I'm around don't even care. They would just let me drink again and drive again. And that's when I was like, who you hang out with, like, is your, who you are, you know, who you are around is what you're reflecting. And that's when I, you know, then you go hang out with a bunch of yogis and you're like, okay, this is a different vibration. Wow. How similar, but different we all really are. You know, you, you look, you look at people going, there's no way they could be there or have done that or have gone through hardships or whatever. And we judge a book by the outside cover, but really we have all been through some dark places and it's just all different, but yet the same. It's very interesting how that is. So, wow. How great that you've dedicated your life to a passion of helping others with trauma recovery. That's really remarkable. So let's dive into it. What are the three ways? Let's start with the first one. Um, you brought it up as nature. Tell us why the three ways to really help us with this. Well, maybe even go into the topic. Why did, why are um, three ways to overcome trauma and fear of 2020? Tell us more about what that means to you. Well, if we could all see each other on the Zoom, I'd say show of hands who was traumatized by anything that happened March 2020 to now, <laughs> everybody's hands would go up, right? Like, and it's all in different ways. Maybe you lost someone close to you. Maybe you're grieving something. Maybe you were physically ill or injured. Maybe someone you know was. Maybe your relationship failed. Maybe you brought life into this world or other things might have happened. Maybe you lost things like when we think about all the trauma, like the jobs, the money, stress, like whatever it was that came up, it's all classified as trauma. We're not here to say, well, their trauma's worse, so mine's not valid, or mine's too tiny. Mine was just like I lost my little job or something. Like, no, everybody's trauma is valid. And there's so many of us that will start to compare. It's human, right? It's basic human evolution to compare to our surroundings and our peers. But at the end of the day, we all are worthy of trauma recovery. So nature is the first most accessible access point for all of us to, I mean, it's right here. It's right outside of our doors. And one of the most ancient practices in Chinese medicine, in Ayurveda, in all traditions, ancient practice, just getting outside barefoot, looking and staring out into an ocean or a vineyard or a bunch of trees and just letting your eyes not see a screen or not be exposed to you know, your emails and all this crazy overstimulation we have constantly. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I actually was uh, just observing at my niece and nephew's house where they can, be, their addiction for, let's say like YouTube, where they know the algorithm to keep like children um, stuck in the cycle. And what happens is when you pull it away from them, they become not themselves. They, they pull into this like 
angry, bitter, emotional, like hysterical child. And um, my sister does a remarkable job with really limiting the exposure to screen time. And it's hard as a parent now at day and age because because it's it's like a, it's a babysitter. It's it's easy for you to kind of disconnect on your screen and have your kid look at their screen, right? So um, tell us a little bit more about screens and why it's not good for us to just be repetitively letting our eyes just be connected to it. Mm, yes. So, well, it has blue light. And so the blue light can be really damaging for not only our eyes, but also our brain and our nervous system. And if we think about how many nerves connect with our eyes, which then connect, I mean, those things are like miles long, you know, if we like took it all out and measured it. So when we think about all the connection deep in our body and everything and how our head to the bottom of our toes, nervous system wise, is all connected when we're experiencing blue light in our eyes like you know from nine to five if you're a zoom call worker or if you're on instagram just scrolling through the day we are damaging ourselves on like an exponential level and so by looking out in nature for example we can really give our eyes that relief because our basic biology knows like wow this is natural leaves moving are way less overstimulating than a youtube popping a million colors and light at our face and then we have beautiful um like upgraded options where we can have the blue light blocking glasses which a lot of people are wearing now which are protecting for the eyes when you are on the computer or something i do um Another upgrade is a like red light therapy. And I go into the red light sauna and stare into the red lights and I just feel my eyes do the opposite of the way they feel when we're like staring into a screen. It's so relieving. And but staring at like anything in nature alone does this organically for free. Wow. Okay. Love it. So we can't even say it's expensive. The only excuse is you might be cold, put on that jacket or whatever and get out in nature and go just stare at the waves coming in. It's so meditative or the trees bristling in the wind, the birds flying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So everyone, that is step number one. What I, what I wanted to go into the nature as well is a lot of people, well, a lot of my members are like, Danita, I have a hard time sleeping at night. I can't seem to fall asleep. And so I do know that the blue light and staring at the screen does make it more difficult. And I don't have all the scientific, but we can obviously dive into it. And we have obviously our computers to look at, right? To go figure that out. But what I do know is that I personally have tried it myself where I've limited myself at least 30 minutes. Now I'm an hour of away from screen time before I fall asleep. I do have a better sleep. I am able to fall asleep better. I am able to, um, uh, connect with, you know, my loved ones around me at that time. And it allows my subconscious just to kind of chill out rather than having this overstimulation. So I challenge those as well on top of what she's saying here to do that before you sleep. So thank you for that. Um, anything else you want to go into nature? Are you ready for number two? Well, I will throw in one more thing because nature, I also like to include plant medicine. So anything from, you know, simply if you see some lavender in your yard or a neighbor's yard, like smelling that, or if you have a lavender essential oil, something as simple as scents and smells can be really nice to incorporate nature into your relaxation, a chamomile tea before bed, but absolutely taking out the screen time is going to be the most organic and human thing we can do to relax ourselves and our nervous system. Because 
we know when the phone's up, someone's contacting us, someone needs us, our energy's elsewhere. And so there's just no way we can return to ourselves when we're in that zone. So true. Absolutely so true. Something I've been doing too, and putting essential oils into my bath. And essentially, if you've ever heard of neti potting or like any of the steam, right, that comes up, you get to sit and breathe that in. So take a nice, good, steamy, hot bubble bath and add those essential oils in. So awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Great reminder on that. Let's go to step number two, which is permission to feel. And that was a perfect segue into it because that's another thing that I teach about here. Permission to feel is like in that moment when you have that emotion come up, are you going to be like, oh, that horrible thing or I got that text that makes me triggered or whatever. Are we going to just ignore it and move past it like a bulldozer or are we going to give ourselves that permission to feel? Because as many of us know, trauma that isn't dealt with and isn't felt and moved through us stays in us and it stays in our cells it stays in our cellular memory and this isn't even just ancient like teachings anymore this is now proven by epigenetics and science that our mrna is actually like holding on and transferring these feelings and these reactivity in these moments in ourselves so it's wild to know that when in that moment, when we let the emotion come and we cry and we might be so scared because we don't want to fall off the deep end if no one's there to save us. But what ends up happening is we feel it for like, yeah, five minutes. You, you might ugly cry for five minutes and then you're like tired of crying. And then you're like, wow, like, like I'm not even upset about that anymore. And I want to go get an ice cream now. And you start to kind of let yourself feel it. And then it goes away. And then the next thing comes up and you cry in your car about it for five minutes. And then you wipe your tears and you get up and you're like, wow, I could still go to work. I don't have to, my whole day doesn't have to end because this one feeling came up and all it takes is giving ourselves that permission. This is a really big one that I think a lot of people were not educated on. And this is something I've been really learning about just the last five years. There's a book called The Emotion Code that really dives into exactly what you're talking about here, how the energy will be stored into our bodies if we do not let it through, go through us. And um, I know that breath work or what you're doing is permission to feel actually going through the feeling like that's really remarkable. So if somebody's very new to this and they have no idea the process here, can you kind of break it down? Like, can, can you give us an example? Like, can you Maddie give us like one of an emotion and like how, what does that look like? Okay, so I have a perfect example and also great for a great little lesson for any mamas out there um, because this is kind of where as a mom now, my daughter's 15 months, where I start to see like how these wounds, I mean, I do inner child work professionally. I hear the one thing everyone's mom did in their past that like screwed them up their whole life, they believe, you know? So I'm here as a mother now, like, okay, I'm just like trying not to do those things, but I know we can't avoid it. But the thing is, is like, we are kids crying, right? And we're busy, we're working, we're doing the dishes. It's so annoying and it's so triggering. And we're just like, shut up, you know, be quiet. And that is the first moment, right, of all eternity where we are silenced to feel our feelings, where we are, you know, like someone is annoyed that we are feeling feelings. And I mean, it's 
I don't feel bad about it. It's super triggering and annoying, you know, like it's motherhood. There's, we're not going to be able to get away from that, but I've become more conscious where I'm like, okay, just because she's crying doesn't mean like she needs me. doesn't mean I need to get involved. I might just put earplugs in or go in another room, but that's where I kind of just let her throw that fit. So then transition now to an adult, that person or that, you know, whatever you're freaking out about, if you receive a message of horrible news about your relationship, for example, and you are just like, like, I'm going to call them, I'm going to text them, like I'm, and then you start panicking, you're going to call your friends, right? Guess what that means? You're going to then transfer all this energy that you have elsewhere because you don't want to deal with it. That's not fair, right? Instead, we take that, we find the part of us, our inner child that's hurting. That's like, wow, I'm feeling betrayed. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling abandoned right now. Like things are not okay. I'm not in balance. And guess what your, your inner child wants to do? They probably want to lay on a bed, punch a pillow and like throw a fit, extend their muscles and limbs, move their body, stomp their feet. And I, that's what I would strongly most encourage in that moment. And is there shame around that? Absolutely. Who's been told like, stop acting like a child, grow up, like grow it up already. We've all been told that, but then it's probably by people who never feel their feelings. So, you know, there's where I get it confused. Walk us through this scenario as being a mom, your child is crying, you know, you're, you're obviously can spark nerves in you of feeling like as a mother, like extremely exhausted. I don't want to deal with this to walk us through what you would do, what would be the healthiest way to handle this. Well, you know, one of the greatest things my doula taught me is that, you know, thing they talk about in an airplane where you got to put your face mask on first if you're with child or sick person or someone who's going to need assistance. And so same thing goes for this. Like my house, you know, is outside of my bedroom is completely childproof and she knows the boundaries and the rules. Um, I don't leave her out there for long, you know, and I have cameras set up and everything, but I'm very often will put her in her room or put her in front of a show, you know, like that's where I'm like, if it's for your mental health screen time, like, yeah, let's utilize our tools and resources. Let's not torture ourselves. Let's not be irresponsible with our tools and resources. But if mom needs to come and take a mama minute, she's, I'll tell her, Hey, we're going to have some independent time right now. Like I'm also a single mother. So if there's no one else that can help take over immediately in that moment, then it's like, yeah, we're going to take a little independent time. She knows that she plays well independently and she might cry for the first few minutes. If as long as it's not hysteria, like she's in pain crying, then we're both just feeling our feelings and we have to be okay with that because guess what? We're not going to become martyr mothers. We're not going to become the mothers we see that you know, is maybe the reason why the state of the world is a little codependent, right? We want to raise in independent children who know how to self-soothe from an early on age, because it's, I think that's really important. Yeah. And as you, as a mom, you're able to go and express your feelings and your emotions. So like, let's say if you needed to go and cry and do those things, you're, you know, can go take that space and go do that, right? Absolutely. And I really encourage people to allow their children to see that. And obviously they might see it in ways if there's like an argument or something that happens in front of the child that you're not proud of to, if that does happen, instead of shaming yourself and, you know, playing like I'm a horrible mom all day, letting your child see a solution. Cause how many of us had families and parents that had arguments in front of us and then had resolutions in secret. And then the next morning, everything's fine versus when I have a big emotion, I'll explain to Charlotte, like, I'm very sad right now. Like my heart is hurting. Like I'm feeling all these feelings. And 
like, I'm just going to be really like sensitive today. And mommy's just going to have that kind of day. We're going to chill. And I try to give her all the words and vocabulary so that it just becomes this regular norm where she's like, I'm just having a weird day. I'm just going to chill today. <laughs> or we burn sage. So I hope she thinks whenever anything bad happens, she burns sage. It just goes away because that's what I've tried to teach her. Something you brought up too is like, you know, learning mothers, right? This is all a stage of learning and growing and, and, you know, it's just like everything that you look at in life, like the problems that come up, not identifying with it, not blaming yourself as a bad mom, but instead going, how am I, I this actually came up for me today as I was doing my, my inner work was instead of focusing on the things that you want, what does life want? Mm. And it really helped me because there's a difference when you are focusing everything that you want, it's almost like you're swimming upstream. But when you focus on what, what life wants, you will focus and swim, you'll go with the stream of life. And so um, kind of in that letting go, you know, still is kind of a little bit hard for me because like, it seems like we get trapped in that controlling and things like that. But um, interesting just to like not identify with it as a mother and being able to take every day as you can. And maybe like, as we talked about as the first step, nature, go outside with your child and start to connect with nature as we are surrounded by so much screen time, right? Yes, that's one of my top recommendations too. Like at five or 6 a.m. when we wake up, we are out the door. We've already been like out to the park today. It's not, it's barely 10 o'clock, you know. We get out immediately because that's the time where I notice, you know, parents are tired. They want a coffee, like trying to relax. Kids wants to be on like go mode. So it just becomes this like, ugh, like this very, um, it can become a toxic situation where there's a lot of frustration. So instead I just get a coffee to go, take her to the park, drink my coffee and chill. She runs free and safely and everybody really gets to be in nature. And that's, it's a, a fantastic way to start the day with little ones or alone. I miss it doing it alone. So <laughs> do it for me if you can. <laughs> well, I mean, kudos for you being a single parent mom and obviously working through with trauma recovery and stuff like that as a coach, I mean, you take on a lot. So, you know, congratulations on just being able to go through your own trauma and helping other people, especially in, you know, your, it's not like your life is easy right now, right? You're having to go through stuff too. So let's go to the third step here. Um, the third one is pleasure and connection. So now we're on step three of our overcoming trauma and fear from 2020. What is pleasure and connection? So now we get to the fun part where we get to experience pleasure and reconnect with ourselves and with our community, which is where we're at now here in 2021 in May. Things are definitely starting to open back up again. We can tell um, things are feeling a little more, people are feeling a little more safe and comfortable slowly but surely. So with that, um, in this past couple of years, I think people have lost a lot of intimacy with their families and their partnerships. Um, you know, we're home, working from home, mushed together, cooking, cleaning. We forgot about what's important about the family connection. Get literally, if you have been afraid of COVID, like you've had a trauma of fear for your life, fear for your health. There's been a collective trauma of like, are we alive? Like we've heard stories of the past plagues, like, oh my God, you know, so this general kind of 
fear is going to disconnect you from everyone around you. Even if you think like, what if they're sick? What if this, what if that those thoughts are what's going to really disconnect us. So now we get to come back into socializing with people we feel safe with, with connecting to ourselves in intimate ways, um, receiving massage, doing self um, abhinyanga, an ancient Ayurvedic tradition where you just rub oils on your body or maybe take a bath even. Um, these really physical things, haptic touch is uh, like non-sexual touch, really reintegrating that because we've lost our ability to hug people and even shake hands and these weird social things that are now even weirder to do, I guess. <laughs> So pleasure and connection is a huge thing, huge thing I like to talk about, especially if you are a busy full-time worker or a mom and have a lot of responsibilities. And it's easy to just say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go watch Netflix and just kind of fall into a similar wine and Netflix routine or whatever your routine is. That's fine. But remember to throw that bath in there once a week or massage your body or join like a women's circle where you can connect and be around other um, women or men or whatever. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. I'd love to hear yours. It is socially awkward now. I mean, I, I run five businesses and it's, it's interesting as you run into other business people and before it was like you shake hands, right? And now it's like people are so awkward about that. And, and I get it. I mean, at, at one point there was a you know, this illness just completely plaguing our entire world. And it was like total fear of, are we going to die from this or not? Am I, is my parents going to die from this or not? Like, there's just so much fear that runs through this. Right. And so, um, being able to overcome the fear by not letting it run our life forever though, is really the key here. Fear just as it was for, let's say like, a bear coming up to you, you know, it, you are supposed to have that fear to, to drive your, your senses and your awareness up so you can escape the fear and really come out of it. But fear should not be with you indefinitely. It's going to cause a lot of problems, right? So that stress, that cortisol, we know that it's going to really take a toll on our lives. And so what you're doing there by saying, having this pleasure and connection with others is now let's, let's find ways to release and being able to connect again, whether and then start with yourself, if that's what it is, if you're still a little scared to connect with others, how can you do that with yourself? Now, everybody on this call is going to have their own idea for that. And we would love to hear the viewers on the call tell us what they are going to do. And you can do that by joining our booty bands and barbells community, our Facebook group. Oh, yes. I mean, the fear... The, and the, all the fear programming, it's, it's just so much and no one person is going to handle it in the same way and take it in on the same way because we all have such different, you know, life experiences and life connections. And from, you know, March of 2020, I had a four week old daughter that when this all started. So I'm really grateful that I got to have her before all of it was pretty crazy. But then, you know, I had to make a big choice right in that moment when they released the you know, the isolation stuff, I was just like, I will not, you know, let this affect the way I parent, I will not let this affect my ability to access community. And I will not, you know, let this take over my life. And I was oh, very alone on that journey for a very long time. Um, however, I still found other women and other moms who were willing to get together and let our kids socialize like, and 
I'm, I fought for this, you know, I really DM'd like every woman in every Facebook group and tried to find people who would be comfortable because I knew I wasn't going to make it as a mother successfully without that. And so whatever it is for you that you know you need, like girlfriends, um, male friends, uh, you know, whatever the point, like whatever you're calling in, like business mentors, um, coaches, like women to be around communities, um, yoga classes, workout classes, right? Whatever that is it's more than likely like not going to fall into your lap. Yes, we can manifest all day, but then it takes kind of executing some messages, putting some stuff out there, and then you let go and you manifest and let it all find you. So another thing for me was taking little trips. Um, you know, I'd go camping. I camped a ton during COVID because that's one of the only things we could do. I took my daughter all over. We rented this van and we would go to all these beautiful spots. And yes, it was a lot of work camping with a tiny baby, but it was worth it because I knew staying home was going to really be detrimental to my long-term mental health. Baths, absolutely. It's an amazing, accessible, free option. Essential oils. I'm part of tons of women's groups and circles as well. So online virtual support and community has always been important to me. And so those are just some of the ways that I kept myself feeling strong, safe. And then of course, always being connected to my intuition. And if there was a day where it was like, hey, like maybe it's not safe to go to a play date today, or maybe, you know, someone had a sniffly nose. So my mom intuition was like, we're not gonna, you know, I'm gonna just play it safe and we're gonna stay home today. Like I would always trust that first and foremost and receive permission from myself before I went and asked my mom or everyone else's mom or every Facebook mom group's opinion on what I should do with my personal private life. About just exercising, um, being able to move your body, right? And, and does that go here with pleasure and connection? And how as a mom do you get that time in for yourself? Yes. So yoga, workout, right? Any way we can actually move the trauma and the feeling, the jitters out of our body so that that energy can then be replaced by groundedness and by connectivity is an excellent recommendation. I mean, as a mom, I feel like I am working out all day, just like picking her up, but more so intentional workouts that I, well, I guess I wouldn't call them workouts, but they feel like workouts, whatever they are. I will, I have a couple morning, a couple nights off um, where I get time alone. So that's really beautiful for me. And I'm really grateful to have, you know, two nights where I just get to be in my own energy. And so usually at like 5 a.m. that next day, because I still wake up every day at four or five, I go to the beach with my speaker and I put on like deep house or like I'll put on rap and hip hop sometimes because, you know, we can't go clubbing and stuff anymore. And I like a good dance party. So I'll put that on and I'll just be I have a private little beach by my house that is secret. So I can be alone. And but people show up and see me and I still dance. Trust me, I think about stopping to dance, but I still make myself do it. And I'll just have a boogie by myself. And it feels so good. I'll laugh. I'll cry. I probably look like a crazy lady out there, but, <laughs> but I don't care. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Something we did too. If, if any of you listeners on the call, you don't have a private beach like Maddie does. Um, <laughs> what we did is we uh, opened up during COVID a free Facebook group workout with all the booty brigade. And you can join us as a zoom call. It's every Monday at 5 PM Pacific standard time. Um, and you can come join the booty bands and barbells group, join the zoom and come join us. And if you can't make that time, we do have it saved later in our booty bands and barbells app.
And so that's another way. Um, what I personally like, um, I, I like to take the, take the excuses out of anything a woman ever gives me. Um, and one of which was, I don't have time for a workout. So we have 10 minute workouts in hours. And I cannot tell you the before and after transformations that are coming from this. And a lot of people are like, well, how can you really have a transformation in 10 minutes? Because you're consistent. How can you not? Yeah. That's the biggest thing is people think in their mind that you have to have this hour long private beach, elaborate workout that's got to make you profusely just like lose every pound of body fat on, you know, it's like this like belief system that we have. Right. But instead, if we focus on building into our habits and our routine, like if you listen to Maddie, she's like, these two nights that I have off for my kid, I go out and I go do me. This is my routine. This is my habit. And so finding those ways, wherever they are, opening your mind up to what can, what, what is, what, how can, you know, like having the idea of what is possible allows you to create that rather than saying, I can't, there's no, not possible. It's not for me, et cetera, et cetera. We can get trapped in those things, right? Those excuses. So if anything from this call, try to take ways of these three steps, going in nature, permission to feel, going through those emotions, allowing yourself to feel those, energetically moving your body through those, and then also coming back to pleasure and connection. So Maddie, what if we were to finalize our podcast today, what is one thing that you can really leave somebody that's making you feel like really needs to be presented on this call before we are done? I feel like just kind of touching on what you said and kind of bouncing off that law of attraction mindset, that manifestation, that abundant mindset, and remembering that if there's something that you have that's a goal and you're not there yet, when you are focusing, like say it's not enough money, not enough time, right? All these things and excuses we can make. Say it's money. That's a huge one people work with. And you're like, oh, I, if only I had this much in my bank account. And then you keep thinking about, well, I don't. I only have this. I don't have that much though. I don't, I don't, I don't. You are literally manifesting that you don't have that because you're always focusing on what is there lacking, what is lacking thereof, I guess. And so when we focus on, I would like to have a hundred thousand in my bank account, in my checking account, because that would feel really good. And that's the new manifestation, for example. And you say a hundred thousand dollars in my checking account feel really good. Yeah. At first, if you're not used to a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to be like, she's crazy. That's great. Like saying that feels crazy, but then you start to say it. Then you receive a random check in the mail. Then you receive a random deposit. Then you get this new job. That's going to be offering you opportunities to get there. You meet someone who might get you to the next business partnership you need. Right. And these things start to happen because the universe will hear you saying how good you feel having that $100,000 and they want universe wants you to feel good. Universe doesn't want to see you suffer. Doesn't want to see you fail. Yes. Suffering is a part of human life. All emotions, dark and light are, we are not going to escape that. However, we can really manage how we discuss things. And if we speak and we're in lack, we don't have that partner we want. We don't have that money we want. We don't have that freedom. It's like, yeah, then you will be trapped at home feeling like you have no freedom. You'll just, you'll, you'll create that bubble. That life will be created. So think about what you want. Think about the words you're using really wisely and know that you have the power to remove all limitations. Cause I guarantee 
and this is a hard pill to swallow. So don't hate me for it. I'm just the messenger. But like the only limitations that you have are the ones you've set upon yourself. It's not your partner. It's not the mom. It's not the dad. It's not the job. Though These are all, everything is temporary. So remember that and every situation is temporary. So if you're not happy in the situation you're in, you have the power to shift it and you can take one baby step to do it today. You can write down that vision on paper to start. And then tomorrow you can see Hmm, maybe I'll do that 10 minute workout. Maybe I'll join the Facebook group and, you know, really do a little commitment to myself. Then down the line, you're like, okay, I'm going to dive deeper into my healing. I'm going to, I'm going to meet more people. I'm going to go out. I'm going to book that hotel, get that Airbnb, buy that flight and things will up level so fast. So that's what I want to leave you with today is that you can do anything. There's nothing stopping you. Remember, I was in jail, like, like it seems like a long time ago now, but it, in reality, it wasn't that long ago. It was like seven or eight years ago now. And I'm not anywhere near that point in life now. I have up-leveled so much and my life, my situation, my bank account all reflects that. And I did not think that was possible at all in that moment seven or eight years ago. Total firm believer on top of that, you know, for those that are going, I don't know, it's not possible. I'm a victim of life. There's no way that that can work for me. I've already tried it, et cetera, et cetera. I personally firsthand been able to see not only myself, but also our members that come into our, our mindset program where we get in these loops where what we lack is what we think. And what we think is what we do. What we do is our reality. And it just becomes this cycle, this routine of what we lack. And we, we connect with that. We identify with that. So totally a believer that we can use empowered actions to pull ourselves out of that by like what you said, take that 10 minute break, take that walk, do something different than what you have been doing to reconnect yourself and re refine that alignment. So awesome. Whatever piece today, listeners, that you were able to take from this, that is what we hope for. Take that one thing, write it in your journal and just focus on that. And that's all it is, is step-by-step step every day and you'll get to where you want to be. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Maddie, for being here. And uh, hopefully we can do another podcast soon and see where you're at um, in the future and kind of follow your journey a little bit. Thank you so much. I had a lovely time. And if anyone resonates, I hope you can just remember that you are a powerful creator and everything that you need is already within you. Yeah, that's super true. You can go ahead and follow Maddie on Instagram at Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E-M-M. -M. And I'll go ahead and write that in the description below. So you can go ahead and check her out, follow her journey and see how she is up leveling her life as well. So thanks again, everyone. Bye-bye. Awesome. Wrapping up, we hope that this left you with some valuable information that you can help with improving your mind, your body, and your life. Really, we're about helping you step into your best self, and that's why we do these weekly, so that we can hear from you and how it resonated. So go ahead and write us a review, and we will pick weekly giveaways on our unique booty bands to give away. So thank you guys so much for listening. It was awesome having you on. I'm very excited to leave your review. Make sure to hit subscribe so that you can get notified on any future podcasts that come out. And of course, join the community and join the app called Booty Bands and Barbells, where you'll find us in the workouts, the meal plan, and of course, all the fun challenges. I'll see you soon and I'll see you in the workouts.